welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And today we are joined by, I would like to say infamous. Does that sound like a That's... proper adjective? <laughs> I, I wouldn't use infamous, but however, we'll, we'll go notorious. anyway. Notorious. Oh, wow. Notorious. Okay. Cocktail Pete. Humble cocktail. Humble. Humble, humble cocktail Pete. I don't know if humble quite describes <laughs> the Peter that I know. If there's one thing Peter is very good at, it is making Ian's ego bigger. Yeah, that's true. So this should be a great hour. Well, yeah, I think so. For um, me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sorry, everybody else out there. But um, yeah, it'll be a great hour for Ian. And This is technically an episode of Dashing Rogue on the Road. Technically, uh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it we're is. not too far from home. We made it up to the... Great big New York City. Uh, We're still living to talk about it. Yeah. Right. I hope my car is still there. It is. <laughs> I saw it recently. That's true. Okay. I'm not, I've, I've been broken into in Santa Fe and Los Angeles. So this is why I get you a little get, nervous. You won't get broken into here. Yeah, okay. This is a story. Yeah, it's all filled with Greeks and nice little old ladies. And actors, apparently. And Italians. Act- yeah, a lot Astoria. of actors. Act- Actoria. Actoria. Yeah. That's how I've heard yep. it said. Welcome to the Microbrew Review. This is episode 60. Yeah. And we are starting with something we have never, ever done before. Well, this is kind of a nice homage to uh, our friend Peter here. Yeah. Cocktail Pete. A gifted bartender. Has made us a cocktail. It's but true. also a beer lover. So yeah. the, they, um, the cocktail is us. called a uh, Great Pumpkin. And it is... Is there any Charlie Brown in bird? Two ounces of pumpkin beer. One ounce of bonded rye whiskey. I thought we were going to say bondage. Bondage. I was one, like, oh, well. One part bondage. Right? <laughs> Two raw eggs. One ounce of bonded apple brandy. Uh, a half ounce of maple syrup. And one egg. So it's traditionally a flip uh, because it has the full egg in it, not just an egg white. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea is you got to really shake the crap out of it before you even put ice in there. To break up the egg and make it like a frothy milkshake kind of consistency. The head on this is beautiful. And, then, like, and it doesn't disappear. Totally, yeah. um, <laughs> beautiful head you have. <laughs> it's very, but it's a very creamy, indulgent mm-hmm. cocktail. You know, it tastes like a milkshake. Yes. Oh, that's a good way to put it. And, and based on the fact that we drink a lot of pumpkin beer here, mm-hmm. does it matter a lot what kind? You know, do you want a spicy it, it pumpkin? It all depends do you want a on rich pumpkin. Do you, what type of flavor you want in the cocktail. Uh, I prefer when I make this particular um, drink to use a pumpkin beer that has a lot of those classic pumpkin pie flavors like a Southern Tier Pumpkin. The Ichabod Crandall we're using right now is really good. I also like the um, Shipyards you know, Headless Horseman yes. pumpkin ale that they have. I uh, blogged about that one. And yes. um, the River Horse Hippo Lantern has been good for I this like cocktail River Horse. as well. I heard this rumor today, and you can tell me if this is true or false, <laughs> that you are from New Jersey? That's a true story, girl. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay, and we're still friends. Right, right <laughs> down in Point Pleasant, which is 20 minutes away from where they filmed the original Jersey Shore. Wow. Holy. So they're like the your situation. peeps. No, they're not my peeps. <laughs> no? They're all from Long Island. This really? Is, yeah, of course. They're all oh, from New York. The yeah. magic of television. No, is just... no one is actually from the Jersey Shore that's on that show. Sammy Sam is. Except for Sammy Sam. Is that a man or a woman? I don't even that's know. That's a woman. Oh, okay. Oh. I would assume that was a woman. Yeah. Sammy Sam is a woman's name? Mm-hmm. I'm so bad at Jersey. Okay. So, yeah, you put all those ingredients into a shaker. You shake it bef- without ice. It's called a dry shake to break up the egg and make it frothy like a milkshake. Then you add ice and you shake it to make it cold. 
and you strain it into a glass uh, with no ice and no garnish. It's just going to come out frothy. Well, yeah, what I can about, see what about like a nutmeg uh, sprinkle? A, a, a nutmeg garnish would uh, be potential, as well as a cinnamon garnish. However, when I serve it, I just prefer to just... Ian's a schmuck for a garnish. He really yeah, likes a little no. flair. There, I know. I that's why I like to light his orange rinds on fire when I make his cocktails. <laughs> so let me ask you this. And I know this is a beer podcast, so we're going sort of a little on a tangent here. But keep in mind, we talk sometimes about beer mixology. Sure. So this is definitely, you know, a cocktail made with beer. Which I've been seeing more and more of lately, which I'm kind of digging. I yep. am really excited by the prospects. Uh, Dandelion in Philly does a couple. Okay. Cool. Maybe we should check that out a couple more times. There's a, lot e- there's a lot of easy beer cocktails, too. Like, there's one um, where if you get the uh, ginger, the, the, the ginger snap liqueur oh, yeah, that they yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. From uh, Art of Brewing? or Correct. Yep, Art of Brewing. Mm-hmm. And you do two ounces of that with one ounce of snap and just stir it with a little bit of ice. You don't even have to be a mixologist. And you're done. You yeah, that's it. Stir that's, it together. That's, that's, that's a great. cocktail. Um, and it's really delicious. So May I interject real quick? I don't want to uh, ignore the elephant in the room. We do have a studio audience today. <laughs> you mean she's uh, talking over my shoulder? Hi. It's pretty yeah, great. That was not, not really a, uh, a ghost phantom voice there. We have a studio audience in life. Oftentimes. Because, you know, podcasting is fun and we love to bring friends and we like to share good beer. So, so yeah. yeah. I just wanted to point that out and not ignore that. More random. Thank you, no doubt. Lovely to meet you. Could you say something? I'm putting myself in the shoes of our listeners. Sure. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, I have a couple bottles of different kind of mixers and I want to try some things for my guests or even, you know, for a nice date mm-hmm. night at home. When you gave your rundown of what's in the cocktail, mm-hmm. I have to admit, a raw egg is very intimidating. Can Absolute you just talk a little delightful. bit? Well, I mean, it's delicious. I'm not going to argue with that. But could you talk a little bit about why it's okay? You know, like why Absolutely. you would put it in a cocktail Won't in the first place? Won't that make you sick? Um, no, yeah. it doesn't make you sick. Uh, the idea here is eggs and egg whites are classically used in cocktails. Uh, I mean, and we're talking like, the you know, uh, I do pre-prohibition style classic cocktails. That's what that's, I wanted to know when you said thing. classic. Like, put some time period on that. So... Uh, the idea being before the prohibition, the, the prohibition, excuse me, and then during the prohibition, the idea was all these boozes don't taste so great because we're making them in our bathtubs because it's illegal to make them. So we're going to make them taste really good. And that's where the muddling of fresh fruit and fresh herbs come in. That's where the use of strong citrus notes and syrups come in. So to they're start taking to mask that, all of those that earthy flavors. gin, and they're oh, it's the more than earthy. It's more like it's like I just made this in my bathtub. It's like I, just I was trying my children, and then I made gin. <laughs> I was yeah. trying to think of a positive word for it, but yeah, but there wasn't. Yeah. That's the whole point of those yeah. cocktails. Is it was just so random. Also, they bathed less than <coughs> my defense. So I'm, that means that there was more buildup when they made gin, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So so now we're now we're talking about Burr. these these alcohols. I mean, and let's not even talk about we made it in our bathtub. Let's talk about uh, you know, distillers, quote unquote, who were inside the basement of a warehouse making a whiskey that really wasn't a whiskey. It was a grain alcohol that they were adding food coloring to and flavorings to, and to then that was that was the scotch. Like... And then if they added a certain food coloring and a certain flavoring to, that was the whiskey. And if they right. added a certain food coloring and tasting to, that was the bourbon. It was all coming from the same grain alcohol, and they weren't doing anything to it to actually distill it, except for like food coloring and some sort of like, like flavorings cloves. that they were. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the, aging it with like 
cloves for three Sandwich weeks. Chips. Yeah. For me, and being like, here we go. This is a, this is a booze now. Get it out of the road. For me, this goes back to when we talk about like where did beer really come from? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like wine. It doesn't happen on its own. Man had to intervene. So when I hear you say all those things, I'm like, okay, so I have this mess of something alcoholic in my bathtub. Who, who was the housewife who was like, let me just shake up an egg in this and see what happens? Well, to get you know? back to what you were saying, the egg, or the classic flip, as it's called, why is designed. Is it because of the way it's shaken, or why is it called a flip? Do you know? Um, it's. I'm, I'm not sure like where the exact term comes from. All I know is that fizz. Classically means you're using egg white. Egg white. Okay. And flip means you're classically using a whole egg right. with the yolk. I and will not lie to you when I read it on a menu. That's very intimidating. But I know when a cocktail shows up looking like that. See, when I see egg on a menu, I just want to get it. But <laughs> so um, it is. It's more satisfying when you set down a cocktail in front of me that has that consistency and that kind of texture i feel like that's a true cocktail it almost so looks like a cider with yeah. whipped cream mm-hmm. on top or something so here's the difference the fizzes the ones with egg white you're going to get a little foaminess to it okay and a little bit of effervescence to it that you wouldn't expect otherwise will so it when, permeate the whole beverage or just like that head layer well both the fizz and the flip okay. you're going to get this incredible head and then it's going to level out and you're going to have the liquid on the bottom gotcha uh, but with a fizz, you're getting that foaminess and then the liquid on the bottom. Like, for example, a gin fizz, which is very classic. Two ounces gin, one ounce lemon juice, three-quarter ounce simple syrup, and an egg white. Dry shake, and then shake with ice. I like when he says, like, an egg white. Because at the point which you're saying, and a quarter teaspoon of an egg. I'm like, who has the time to separate an egg down to that Cocktails quantity? are sort of like baking. You need to use the right, the right pr- uh, proportions to get the proper cocktail. Um, so on that gin fizz, when, if I was to serve that to you right now, you would have like a little bit of frothiness in there, but it would not have the, um, viscosity and depth that the drinks we're drinking right now have. Because, because you're missing the yolk. Because the yolk has the protein that really makes... It's like a thickening agent. I mean, even when you, when exactly. you bake with eggs, it makes that yeah. difference. Well, that's a binding agent. Yeah. Baking Abs- such a science. Absolutely. Mixology is such a science. I'm a baker. Audience audience person is a baker. (laughs) And just like in baking, the egg yolk is a binding agent here. You get that um, that flavor of, I don't want to say yolk, but you do have like that baked sort of bready flavor that sort of comes in. And and that begins to permeate the pumpkin and the whiskeys. To give you that rounded, like, ooh, this is like a this is like a pumpkin milkshake delight kind of thing. If I had made the exact same cocktail, really right? If I made the exact same cocktail without the egg, you wouldn't appreciate it as much because it wouldn't have that milkshake feel. So it wouldn't f- uh, feel warm and nostalgic like it does now, like for the holiday season. It kind of has almost. Um, it would just feel like whiskey and beer. This is a perfect, like, I just got done caroling, I'm going to come home, mm-hmm. and it's it's sort of, it's a hug for your heart. All right, <laughs> yep. Okay, Ian wow. disagrees. It's a, it's a hug for Ian, your heart. Ian doesn't That's wanna... just not something I'm into. <laughs> it, it might be like that. Ian's definition is going to be the same, but his I'm gonna hug use different... for his heart yeah. is different. Yeah. It's, it's not be, his heart. It's, it's not, the hug's it's not, not something else. <laughs> yeah. I haven't decided yet. Hug for your other warm parts. Yeah. We'll go with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My ears. PG-13? So, PG-13. PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye. Why are we PG-13? Because we're on radio. Technically. 
hypothetically speaking. Dear iTunes, thank you for that five-star rating. Keep it up. Hi. Love the beer mistress. Love. So let me ask you this, mm -hmm. and I hate to go on this tangent, but I'm so excited because oh, I really don't ever get to pick the brain of a mixologist. Is there a best spirit to, mm -hmm. you know, if you're thinking egg, is there something that responds best to that texture or anything in the right, you know, viscosity and enough shaking? And as far as my knowledge is concerned, the egg is not going to be like spirit specific. Okay. As far as where you're going to apply it goes. All right. Uh, the egg is to make it frothy and milkshakey, to give it a type of body that makes you feel like you're drinking a. a Thick, that you know, I bought this. Body karate. Yeah, um, it, it, it's designed to do that. It's not designed to to pair well with a particular alcohol. So here is my challenge to mm -hmm. all of our listeners who write in about, you know, oh, stouts are scary or IPAs. I don't know how I feel, and we try to get you to try new things. Eat an egg. Don't be afraid of the egg. Don't be afraid of the just egg. because it's raw. <clears throat> it doesn't mean that you know it's. Also, you're not going to recognize it as an egg. I think that's a lot of it, is we get this in our head that we're thinking, you know... I had a whiskey like sour a with an egg once. It was delicious. I can't tell you how many times I have made a drink for someone. Like, they've been like, oh, bartender's choice. I wouldn't tell them there's an egg in this. I would just enjoy it. Bartender's choice. Sure. And I make them a classic gin fizz. And they taste them like, this is awesome. This is one of the best drinks I've ever had. Oh, my God. What's in it? An egg. Gin lemon juice, sugar, and they're like, oh, this is fantastic. Angostura bitters. They're like, wow, that's why that's colored on the top. Yes, and an egg. And they're like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, yeah, it's an egg white. And they're like, you put an egg white in here? Yeah, I did. Oh, my goodness, I can't even believe it. It's like they just don't understand that, like, egg white just means frothy and delightful and not necessarily I'm going to drink an egg. It's not you like have... you're putting a, an egg over easy in your cup. <laughs> right. Correct. You don't have to break the yolk before you eat it. Or... You don't have to be rocky to drink an egg. Right. Also, or Paul Newman. Or Paul Newman. Well, he ate fifty hard-boiled eggs in an hour. Okay. Make good salad dressing too. He does make good salad dressing. I do like. Yeah, he's. God bless Paul Newman. Also, great business model. If you really, yeah. if you have nothing to do and want to Google it, yeah, you should totally check out Newman's company. They're Newman's pretty fantastic. Are... Totally. Their Oreos are awesome. So, are you telling <laughs> me that you have like? A whole lot of quiche the next day. If you make all of these cocktails, you have all these egg yolks left over, and you make some ice cream or some quiche or some or. No, I actually uh, had an event at the uh, Speakeasy Bar that we have here in New York, and um, on that event, I bought two dozen, twenty-four, like Divided over two, by three. over two dozen eggs. We had like thirty eggs on site, and we went through about a dozen and a half of them. And then the rest of them, the next morning, like, after you've recovered, you just make omelets. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> so, Ian and I are in New York because of Pete. And as this much as true. Pete is an awesome bartender, we wanted to take this opportunity to share with you a little bit about not only your concept and what you do with your, your apartment of awesome, but also some things that maybe our listeners could adopt to their home bars to make a fun experience. I agree. Um, so what we do here at what's called 4519. I, I didn't want to get the number wrong. I was, I was terrified I would no, like, no, say no, the wrong okay, number. Okay, the, the num bar, we're, we're at bar I mean, I have my admission card now. I mean, I know my stuff. You but, do. You yeah. have your membership card. Yep. 
Um, I really is, want you to have a cool little stamp. So every time I come, you do that would be great. That that would be kind of cool. Uh, right now, it's just a free drink on your birthday month. So okay. that's what we're working towards. Nice. Done. Um, I'll be back in May. Perfect. We look forward to seeing you. Uh, yeah. So once a month, we have an event here at the apartment slash bar. Uh, I kind of take my furniture out of my living room and I've built a bar uh, that has a cover that covers the bookshelf that it actually is. <laughs> nice. So there's bar stools and people sit at the bar and there's a window that leads into my kitchen where I work and set up a whole little um, cocktail station. With some so, fantastic fresh ingredients, I must say. I was very impressed. It's, it's by... a little um, Ramstead roomy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. But for half the price. Less than uh, that. A, a third <laughs> of the price. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you finally been. Ian took you, of right? Of course. <sighs> yes. So uh, what inspired this was going to a lot of cocktail lounges in New York and paying $14 a cocktail or $15 a cocktail. Which is kind of the going rate around Which, here, right? Yes, it is correct. Okay. Um, and for, for drinks that were, that were great, but if you, when you consider the ingredients, it, you're, you're like, why am I paying $15 for a drink that is essentially sugar, lemon juice, gin, and then they took a muddler and muddled blackberries at like three forty nine for a case, like a little case of I got a muddler in Africa. It was not that expensive. I, I, I just, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it, you know? And, they, and they, <laughs> they put it in a fancy glass and they give it a fancy name like a bramble, a blackberry ramble. Mm, <laughs> sounds delicious. And they, it's, it is delicious. Yeah. It's, an, it's a wonderful <laughs> cocktail. But I was like, I can do that. So I started taking notes at these places. And then... Did you do it like uh, surreptitiously or were you just like blatantly... Sitting there taking notes. Blatant. Nice. Like blatant to the point of, what, what was that? What are the specs on that? Yeah. Like, he, tell me how He you also has that. his girlfriend take pictures of menus when they're at speakeasy bars. Purses are amazing. Ooh. You can totally tuck things in purses. We, we, we abduct menus. We won't say steal because that's illegal. We abduct menus. We're, we're hoping to give them back eventually. We'll get um, around to it. Yeah, sometime. Sure. And uh, we, the idea is, I said, you know what? I can do this. And I can, I can offer this at a rate that is immensely less expensive simply because it's not my business. It's just my hobby. And that's what we do. Want As some... opposed to having a big, awesome open house or dinner party or something, which is so much fun but so expensive. Mm-hmm. Because if you – I mean, Ian and I do this sometimes. You're like, if I'm going to really open the world to come out and hang out with us, that might be 40, 50, 60 people who come. How much do 60 people drink? The yeah. drink a, a lot. whole lot. So and, you're just saying, and cover with my beer, costs. Here's the yeah. thing. With beer, let's say that 60-person party with beer, yeah? Yeah. You need to buy those beers separately. You can't just say, like, we're going we're, we're gonna to, like, make our own beer. You can't do that. You need to buy those right, you beers. You already have to have that beer. Yes, you need to have that made, and, and they have a certain price point on them. And, and I have fancy glasses for you right over there. Do those are the facts. No, no? okay. So, with cocktails, it's a little different. I actually was just hired to do a party of 60 people uh, for the holiday. And I said, so what's my, my budget? And it's this. Okay. So, with honey, you know, $7 for a big thing of honey. Lemon juice, $4 for a big thing of lemon juice. And a handle of gin and a handle of vodka and a handle of bourbon and some fresh fruit. I can make three to four cocktails on a menu that are completely delightful and very different from each other, but have similar ingredients. And all of a sudden, it's, it's a four-cocktail menu where people are like, 
oh, this is so fancy. This is like the $15 cocktails we get at blah, 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 blah. But it's just the fresh ingredients. It's, you know, $20 on fresh fruit and $10 on fresh juices and syrups and then $150 on booze. So for under $200, I threw the same party for 60 people that you guys threw, but you had to drop the $400 on the beer because you can't right. buy the beer separately and put it together yourself. You have to actually Well, have and the beer, beer is, you have to drink a larger quantity to get the same effect as, you know, two shots of, of bourbon is a lot more potent than Absolutely. two ounces of and beer. Two shots of bourbon is in every single drink that you exactly. make. Exactly. Right. So. Um, so but yeah, we, absolutely. We have to buy everything, and beers aren't <coughs> beers aren't cheap. You know, eight dollars for a bottle of beer for a twelve ounce bottle of beer is, and that's that's like at the the not restaurant price. Yeah, for some of those beers, it's like, hey, I'm gonna buy this off the shelf at pretty much the cheapest I can find it, and it's eight dollars a bottle. So can I ask you, do you cook? Yes. Okay. And cooking and cocktail <laughs> chefing are in direct correlation with each other. And that's exactly why I asked, because they seem so similar to me in terms of the parts of, you know, your palate that you're using and engaging, mm-hmm. you know, even your consumer. What is it that you like and enjoy and what do you want incorporated? And that seems so similar to me. It is. And yet, I love not... to cook and I am terrified to bartend. Like, there's just something about that. Don't be afraid of it. It's not even similar. It's exactly the same. For example, in old-fashioned is bitters, a sugar cube, a dash of club soda, and two ounces of bourbon. I think part of what you're afraid of is you think that every drink is completely different when they're all variations of the same drink. I was if just you, If you can that. make four drinks, you can make pretty much every drink. If you make four drinks, you make 20 drinks, exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, like, that old-fashioned... I keep looking at, the like, the book, The Bartender's Guide yeah, to... No. You know, and you don't it's need huge. That nonsense. 300 drinks in it. You don't, need to non- you don't need that nonsense. You don't need any of the nonsense. Most of them are terrible anyhow. You need to learn, like... 10 classic cocktails and then variant off of it. So that old fashioned has bourbon in it, right? Right. I make a drink that is bitters, a sugar cube, a dash of club soda, and two ounces of Añejo rum. That so means it's, aged, folks. Añejo it's aged. It means aged. Yeah. Uh, and you use an old rum? Gross. <laughs> okay. It's not cheap <laughs> because it's old. Time. It's actually probably more expensive because it's old. The, the idea being creates a totally different cocktail from the old-fashioned, but I'm using the exact same recipe as the old-fashioned except for the change in one ingredient. Right. Which is the booze. Which, which is the main, yeah, the main yeah. liquor. That's kind of awesome. So, since we are a beer podcast, we're moving on to, Back to a, the beer. Beer. a beer beverage Fair enough, for so. our next go-round. Cocktail uh, peacock. So we're cocktail. revisiting one of our old favorites. We have the brewery. <gasps> I love them. Uh, you're the, best, you're the, the most recent person I have heard. Like we talk about the brewery a lot, but very few people identify. Seem with to it know the brewery. When we talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Every time I fly to California, I make it a point to visit the actual brewery. God, brewery. I wish I flew to California more. But anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, so I, I just picked this up today on our way back from brunch, uh, and when I bought it, the guy said, "Oh, I just got this in." Like literally that morning had gotten. Unpack the box. Uh, so this is their autumn maple. We have not had this before. It's a Belgian-style brown ale brewed with yams, molasses, maple syrup, and spices. Yams So it's is... kind of the brewery's rebuttal to a pumpkin beer. Okay. Uh, it's got, you know, like a sweet yam instead of a sweet pumpkin pie kind of thing going on. And I would take this beer right now and go and make the exact same cocktail I made for you. <laughs> nice. But it would be a variation of it. All and right. it would be a totally different flavor. You wouldn't get that, like, pumpkin pie spiciness. 
it would be more like this full almost bitter spice yamminess that we're getting you in the know beer i don't like syrup so when it has maple in it i get a little nervous but i think this beer is very well balanced well there's a difference between the maple other... and maple syrup i think well true enough i get so you part can of have the... you can have maple syrup which is designed to be this sweet substance that you know just like you can have pumpkin pie which is not the same as like um having raw pumpkin but especially after the maple mistress, which was actually the butternut squash, mm-hmm. this with the yam, quite nice. And what yam is just another name for. Uh, I want to take a bottle of this home with me for Thanksgiving. This is isn't that great for Thanksgiving. This is this is the perfect beer, in my opinion, it's a great to, holiday, to sit and have uh, at Thanksgiving dinner. But it's not sweet. Nope. <laughs> I can see this going really nicely with Brussels sprouts. It's got that like kind of earthy quality to it mm-hmm. and like having a sweet or maple syrup brussels sprouts they're really good i'm uh, looking at you so skeptically right they're now. so good I, I almost want to say that you have like yam skin you know okay. like that potato skin flavor in there they're fantastic too if you they ever really get out are. if you ever get out to california make sure yeah, that you so take good. from los angeles it's about a 45 minute to an hour drive depending on traffic and it's it's worth every single minute of the drive it's absolutely fantastic to visit the brewery they always have a reserve bottle is it north or south okay. I, but i'm i might be the lying only reason to you i all. say is because I'm not wine exactly country positive. you know wine country is north is north so i'm always thinking like okay am i going to drink beer or am i going to drink wine when i'm like sort of planning my route yeah. or you can my... go to russian river and do both Boom. <laughs> what up so far although they don't really do uh, <laughs> they don't really do tours Unless you're really lucky and know people. Really? Because yeah. a friend of mine recently has done a Russian River tour. You can get in there, but it's not easy. We're us. How could we not get in there? Right. <laughs> Dashing Rogue, don't you guys have like a all-inclusive pass to every brewery? We, have we like do. A they podcast actually, they mailed stuff. us a card as soon as they heard that we existed. Yeah. We got Lies. one from the Lies. Which is why all the listeners Dashing Rogue has a podcast. We're awesome. You get it everywhere. <laughs> Taking that. Jason, get on that right now. You'll hear it first. <laughs> <laughs> so I do love the brewery. My favorite is their Saison Rue. Ian does not like Saison necessarily. I do like the Saison Rue. Great with cheese. Have it is. either of you had their smoking wood? Um, no. I, I'm, not being, okay, I'm, say, I'm not being I dirty. I'm not being dirty. We don't mind being dirty. Okay. PG-13. Well, it's, right just, it's just in the event that you do get a chance to get a hold of that bottle, please podcast about it. It is absolutely What am I supposed to do with that bottle? Hold incredible. on. No, okay. <laughs> they have big Drink bottles. It. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Drink it. What you do when it's empty, that's your business. Um, but, but when it's whoa, full, whoa, whoa, drink whoa. it. Family oriented. No, we're a beer podcast. Not really. We're my, we're like we make a family oriented. Twenty one and over. Let's call it that. There you go. You need. Let's, you need to let's be keep it classy, San Diego. Breweries located closer to Los Angeles. Also, we're in New York, so we can just be so not classy right now. That's where they come from. It's like the so weird like spawn cesspit of the power plants. <laughs> They're just like constantly it's mutating such a shame out. Because there's a section of Jersey that is considered quote quote Jersey and like the whole nation sees that as Jersey. And it is. Power plants and oil rigs and Come a on, lot Peter, of spiteful you're stronger people. Than the storm. What are you talking about? A lot of I spiteful love that people song. that wish that they were in New York, but they're not. And then as you go like south of two seventy eight, Interstate two seventy eight you start to get into Central Jersey and South Jersey and all these people that are just like, we're just normal people in suburbia trying to live a normal life. We're stronger than the storm too, guys. And then the fire that stronger happened after the storm. Than, and then we're stronger than the fire, than the storm that happened after the storm. Or maybe and God's trying to kill you. <laughs> but maybe next year we'll have an needs to stop. <laughs> you are not stronger than me. <laughs> it's like, oh. when, 
When the Poor plagues seaside. of frogs start to happen on Jersey, you just need to take the hint and get take out, man. My just heart breaks. Out. My heart breaks for Seaside. Oh, I I made a cocktail that. called Burning Seaside where I, I put <laughs> no, 151 on top of the cocktail and lived on not. fire. That's then, terrible. That's amazing and terrible. No, I never terrible. did that. I never did that. I never. Did, did you that. charge extra so you could like no. donate some money back to the Seaside? <laughs> <laughs> for every cocktail you purchase, guys, All we I give a dollar. I would like to imagine Seaside. The boss has been pretty classy about all of Jersey's tragedies. That's he sure say. has. Bruce Springsteen He's is literally in. there on the boardwalk rebuilding it by himself. And people are like, is that Bruce Springsteen? He's like, sure. shut up and get me a Grab hammer. A hammer. <laughs> like, He's like, you know, baby, we were born to run. Just fucking building the thing all by himself. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. You, you have hair acting down to a science, sir. Like, that was pretty epic. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. Can I ask him to do it again? Uh, yeah. How do you bring it. that on? I, I don't know if the audience will appreciate what? it. What? The hair acting that just happened. The hair acting? Yeah. Where's the camera? <laughs> There's no cameras. They, no That's one can see the hair acting. We've all got that was just for you, Shannon. Oh that was God. it. That was just for the beer mistress. Beer mistress achievement unlocked right there. That was fantastic. Nice. And I like <laughs> the Xbox that. reference. That's I just awesome. untapped that. Yeah. So can we go back to the first cocktail and the first beer that you served? Because I have not had this Ichabod something to your mm-hmm. left there. Cranium? Again. I don't yes. know. It's uh, just to your left there. What? Where is it from? Tell me a little bit about it. I'm going to read it because you handed it to me. So I like their, their name on the back there, Devil's Backbone. We've actually had them before, and they're on the top list of the 100 beers that you sent. Really? Not that beer particularly, but that okay. brewery. 5.1 ABV. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for showing up, though. <laughs> don't don't they, worry. But the picture the on two the shots is of... so nice. <laughs> it, yeah, is. it is. It's pretty it epic. Is pretty it's, cool. like, it's Ichabod Crane like riding a bear a versus bear. the Headless Horseman. <laughs> You expect the bow and arrows to be there, like kicking someone in the face. Yep. And the headless horseman isn't just like some random pumpkin dude. He's actually kind of like a handsome guy in a ball cap. I, I'm just yeah. wondering how he's going to shoot that arrow. Uh, that's true. He's, he's holding a bow and he's, he's got a quiver. From Jennifer Lawrence, but he's right? but he's holding his head in one. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> how do you he draw the arrow? Training camp, you can't uh, aim when you don't teeth. have a. Yeah. Uh, honestly, guys, don't worry about the five point two percent alcohol because. You upped it for phrase, it? Well, the phrase bonded, is bottled in bond, means that it's 100 proof. Oh. So. I was going to ask, but are, it sounded kinky, so I didn't. No, there are two ounces of bonded um, booze inside that particular cocktail. So there's Just bonded cocktail. and there's bondage is what you're telling me. Maybe both. Why can't it be both? Bonded rye whiskey and bonded apple brandy. So you've got two ounces of 100 proof booze in there as well. 5%. You'll be all right. Damned, we have moved on. Stronger than how, the how much does the uh, autumn maple have? Ten percent. <laughs> the studio audience is getting really feisty. It's right? a little feisty. Look like at her double fisting there. Heather and Waldorf are getting a little feisty. I'm sorry. So what we need to do now is tell the world what we did before we got to the podcast. So well, I said we came from brunch. <laughs> brunch. Brunch is not nearly a good enough word for what happened. Also, okay, so there are two things I can't get enough of: Mexican food. One of them, sushi, is the other. Sushi brunch. Why can't not there really be like a thing? Mexican sushi? I mean, so, I don't Peter, think I ever want to see that ever. No, no. Ever. Also, sushi sounds like the worst idea. Ever. Until we're millionaires, and then she said, "Get me in on that." So Peter said, "You're in New York. What do you want for brunch?" And we went out for we a said Mexican wine, but we didn't get it. Yeah. So, so, so Plan C was a Mexican. Plan C brunch. was pretty good, though. It I was, was pretty awesome. Happened. It was a solid, a solid occurrence. And one of the things that they offered was a 90 minutes all-you-can-drink 
brunch that's, cocktail is. That's true. Is that a good way to put it? Yes. I yeah. mean, it was mimosas. Mimosas, Bloody Marys, Bloody beer. Marys and like four beers. And a grapefruit beer that was just... A really tasty grapefruit beer, that's for sure. It gave a run for the money for the pineapple beer that we've had from... Oh, Rally. yeah. I, would, I don't I usually probably, like yeah. three beers. I thought it tasted like the, uh, the grapefruit and gin. Yes. What, what made it special for me is that it was essentially a wheat beer. Like it really, it really wasn't trying to be a fruit beer, but there were so many notes of like almost the pith of grapefruit, of bramble, like, like the which the makes out- it more satisfying. It wasn't yes. too sweet. It no. had the like citrusy notes of the grapefruit and the bitter notes of the grapefruit and like the like nice like nothing about it said beer. I wouldn't drink three or four of them no. and say I'm having you know a session beer. But it was delicious. A great opener or closer, I would say, depending. Yeah, a great breakfast beer. Uh, or a nice little like oh, I'm done. I'm just gonna have something kind of nice and light to finish off the night. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely, cleanse the palate. It was delightful. So we came Speaking, from that. We did, and then be- even before then, we came from last night, which was you folks, the dashing rogue and the beer mistress, it was amazing. holding a full court here at forty five nineteen with a nine beer tasting tour. Life Thank lesson. You. Give the rogue a microphone and anything is possible. Thank you so much for that. I'm normally the shy one of the group. Yeah, no. Not I, on the podcast, maybe, but... He, like he said, like, if we're hosting an event, you know, a nice pairing dinner or whatever... I'm always, I'll, like, pushing her out, being like, go introduce this beer. I'm going to wash glasses. Go say something about this brewery. Just go. <laughs> Last night, he... I think I just need to bring a microphone to all it. of our events from now on. Yeah. Do you want to take You're one like, of Ladies these? and gentlemen, the next course you'll be enjoying. I think he likes to hear his own voice. <laughs> I do. It sounds good. Last yeah. was the rock star rogue. The rock star, rock star rogue. rogue. Yeah. Yes. You have to like Pet unbutton your tie ego. and just let it all <laughs> I'll tell you what. People didn't even want my cocktails. Like once the beer thing started. And they were we, pretty, uh, they were pretty, pretty solidly uh, inebriated, I would say. Oh, yeah. When I'm, they started, they were super like in our face. They were right up against the bar and they were like, well, pour me, pour me, pour me. And yep. then after like four or five out of when, nine. When the lowest ABV was what? Seven point what? Two. 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 That was the lowest? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Of nine. So by the end of the night, they were just kind of stumbling up and being like, pour me what you get. Like they didn't so, care. Some of them anything. were like, are there more? <laughs> like, no, this, this is the last one. And they're like, like for just the last one, right? I don't, I don't have to have any more. I'm like, you don't even have to have this one. And they're just like, no, I do. Thank you. But they're like so elated that they like made it through the nine beers. And we're not oh, talking God. like drinking nine beers. They're like, like four ounce pours, pours five, yeah. ounce, five yeah. ounce pours. And plus, you know, your cocktails made a nice little baseline there. I oh, think. yeah. Good, good way to start off. I understand when you come to an event like this and you're like, oh, I'm going to pay $20 to have an experience. You don't know what that experience is when mm-hmm. you start, you know, and it's a little intimidating and everyone's watching their dollars and well, how do you feel? But It was so funny with the sour. But you're not going to go anywhere and try nine beers of it. You know, you're not having a sip. You're having a serving, not a whole you know, right. pint or whatever, yeah. but you're having a serving of a beer. You're trying nine beers for $20. You're never going to do that. And what I loved, and Ian and I had Especially talked a lot. Especially that quality of beer. And then you guys had, I guess, conference called a few times, and we've made this amazing, like, multi-state conference call thing, trying to decide what were the nine beers to make a winter, a holiday, a spicy, you know, you want to make it a good experience. And um, as our listeners will know, by the one and only one out of 60 episodes that I have not been on. It was called Professor's Coup. Ian did the Petrus. Because I don't like sours. 
Uh, so mm. in and the middle, real friend Dory loves them. Real friend Dory loves them. In the middle of this nine beard array, <laughs> he served the Petrus, and we had these people who were like Snuck beating down our thing. Oh, they bar. were upset. They did not know how to process this Petrus. They didn't. And I felt like I was coaching them through, like, you know, hey, guess what? I don't like Petrus either, but, you know, I'm, I'm going just, to I, counsel I, you I'm, through I'm this beverage. I'm, I'm one of the audience member. I'm, I'm, I'm the peanut gallery. And people were like, ooh, do you like this? And I was like, well, I, it's not like I'm going to, like, want to go and order this in, like, a bar or anything and drink a whole pint of this. But within the tasting, it made so much sense as a palate cleanser. That I but it's more it. than that. It's an excellently crafted, well-balanced beer. No, I, and I can appreciate that as well. But I still see, don't like it. Some, but somebody, that's what it is. Somebody you know? who has never tasted a sour beer like that, they were like, ew, gross. I'm like, no, it's not gross. It's just different. It's you different. Just don't... And it's I... coming off of something that was... Your palate wasn't really ready for it. We but, started with those I mean, holiday spices mm-hmm. and those rich, warm feelings. I just wanted to flush the system. But let's be honest. Where like did we go after rinse. that? We went uh, Mad Southern Elf. Tier. <laughs> Mad Elf. Southern Tier Imperial Pumpkin. Like, we went Warlock. to such heavy, thick, like, spicy yep. holiday flavors yep. that that Petrus really did, in my opinion, fit the bill for the tasting overall. Agreed. Even if people didn't like the individual beer But itself. all we ever want to do And hey, the we podcast, did a show of hands at the end, and we said who didn't like it. And like maybe only half, half the people raised yep. their hands, which means half the people did like it. That's or at least didn't hate didn't it. Didn't want to admit it. Or didn't want to admit it. Whatever. It was a delicious beer. I love it. From the podcast to our beer dinners to the different events we go out and do with people, all we want is for you to try something new. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like it. And the only reason I say that is because I adore beer. I freaking love it. I don't Sometimes. love all beer. Are no. you a beer mistress? I would even say that, maybe. Nice. That being said... I'm ready said, for more. <laughs> he's like, bring me in. Ian's cracking open bottles over here. I'm getting all sorts of... He is a on. champion. He is so good at this. Gotta all keep I want the you flow to do going. is appreciate the new, different flavors. Yeah. Of, you don't have to like it. It's the same thing with saying, oh, well, I like chicken and I like fish, but duck freaks me out. Well, try this one bite mm-hmm. of a duck Of this duck confit fee. with Allagash poached cherries. Because we rocked <laughs> Why not? Yeah. It's well, the same I thing. That, I think that and most, especially... most, most, I'd say most Americans, unfortunately, people have not been raised on fresh vegetables. Because most people have a dual income family. So you're raised with a mother and a father that both work. So you're not going to have or fresh two mothers produce. or two fathers. Um, it's okay. Yeah, we don't we're accepting. All I'm saying is we don't both judge parents, you. Whatever gender they are, are working because that's what we have to do to make it work in this world. And working so to make it work. Uh, the the dinner storm. time experience has become an a convenience experience where you don't have the spouse who is home all day. Keeping, you I can know, like make a solid meal. To, yeah, I started exactly. full of flavor. So the more houses I start to see, the more I realize you've now got like you've got your kitchen that usually has like the bar stools so you can sit mm-hmm. at you know. But then you've also got the eat-in kitchen that has like the little breakfast nook or whatever. But then you've got the dining room. Yeah. Who, who uses the dining room? room? Who uses any of those who things even ever? Uses the kitchen. Yes. Most people almost never use their kitchen. We They're invented out, about a micro- our, uh, microwave today. Like. We- <laughs> We definitely had a random, totally and like not we've, normal And we've fit. worked in kitchens where it's like, pretty sure there's actually no dishes in these cabinets. No. Like, I don't know Beautiful, what brand new, six-furnished stoves. Since, since no. I've lived in New York, since I have lived in New York, I've been in New York for about five years now, and I've, I've in, uh, encountered several, like, quote, New Yorkers 
who don't have a microwave, which I think Good is for fascinating. Them. Yes, I we I don't think need that's a microwave. Fascinating. We talked about what we would do with a microwave. The answer is I melt butter with it if I'm baking because it says yeah. insert melted or softened butter, yeah. and I'm like, ah, it's only in the fridge. What am I supposed <laughs> to do? Insert softened butter. <laughs> <laughs> because people didn't use to Boys keep butter in the pan. Girls the are gross inserting softened butter. <laughs> get everywhere. <laughs> I have no retort for that. Can we talk about this beer real quick? Yeah, well, tell them what you're drinking. You poured it, sir. You don't look happy. Um, I bought this for you and you don't look happy. Uh, so we have Green Flash, like the brewery. We've featured them before. Is? Yes. Yep. It is the Green Bullet. Kind of goes with the softened butter thing. I don't know. <laughs> Battery operated. It's the Triple India Pale Ale. <laughs> Different kind of bullet. But go on. What's the ABV on this? 10.1. Okay. Solid choice. So like, if yeah. I don't like it, I can down it like a shot and be all right. Do you not like it? Is that what you're I haven't me? tasted it yet. I haven't a tasted it either, body, but I'm nervous. Triple IPA. And I don't think this is a triple in the Belgian sense, which is what I thought it was originally. When I bought it, I said, look, Ian loves IPA. There's one thing Ian loves more than IPA. It's an imperial IPA, which is a double IPA. So when I saw this on the shelf, I was like... I don't think I've ever heard of a triple IPA. Neither have I. Why do you think I bought it? Uh, Who's got your back, babe? As the peanut gallery, I'm sorry, but... You're no longer the peanut gallery. Just own it. You're fully in Own it, man. Own it. Introduce yourself. I don't even know. Just just speak into his chest. It's all fine. I'm French. She's French. No accent, though. She lost it in the war. (laughs) Well, French... The white flag stuff. 1812. Here's the the whole story. French is uh, an Irish last name, but I'm Polish. So there you go. Whoops. You confuse me. That's the whole story. And I'm also, so as an American, I barely know where most of those countries let me, are. Let me you give go. you a quick little read here. Okay. A you don't full like it. Bodied triple IPA. Green Bullet combines New Zealand grown Pacific gem and Green Bullet hops. Significant pine and citrus hoppiness hit the palate at first sip, accentuated by tropical notes of mango and pineapple, and ending with a moderately aggressive bitter finish. Moderately? I would, I would, yeah, I would argue the word moderately aggressive. That was really aggressive. Um. <laughs> Oh my god. It's- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say this out loud and I love Green Flash. I it's do like- not want you to be offended, Green Flash. It just tastes like wet dog. It kind of tastes like throw up. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. The finish, I don't mind give, at all. Give it a good actually. smell, though. Tell me what you smell. It's a little bile No, I seriously, I'm it's the like you just put your dog in the shower. aggressive? No, the oh. finish, like, fucking, like, jumps up out of the glass and, like, punches Jason, you in the face. And it's like, <laughs> I'm, like, the finish, bitch. <laughs> no, I, oh, my God. This is... Can we just give this one a special warning and not edit it? <laughs> There's been a Green lot of F-bombs in the intro. Do you, do, do you want to taste I a different beer? <laughs> no, this is this is life. Now. This is how we know it. And I want to I, I want to be clear. Green bullet is a type of hops. So it's not like we're saying I'm I'm secretly delighted by this beer, I must say. <laughs> I'm like I'm really enjoying this experience. <laughs> I'm very confused and overwhelmed. Tell me more. Yeah. I'm not I'm not quite sure. I don't like it, but I want to keep drinking it. If that makes any sense, like no. I keep I keep wanting to like be like, well, what is that flavor? And like taking another sip and be like, Woo, yeah, it's like a fart. It's like you know, you know the fart game. Like somebody farts Ew. and is like, come and Ew. smell, and you're like, oh, I, I don't know that smell. game. I, no. do I don't that. hang out with enough boys. No, I'm gonna what say no. That's not what no, I think. No, no, you may think, but I don't think. 
I do, when I, okay, the first flavor is like, okay, this is beer. It's a little hoppy beer. I can tell it's a nice imperial rich IPA. And then the next thing I get is like a wet dog. And then I can see where you would get a little vomit, maybe. And then the finish isn't bad, though. It's not like a cottonmouth finish. It's not. No, it's kind of pleasant, actually. It's just that middle part that's a little dramatic. And the the nose is a little rough. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, really? Bum, bum, I don't bum, want to know bum. how that goes down. Well, I mean, don't worry about it. Just don't ask questions, okay? You're like, it's only PG-13 because we don't draw you pictures. That's right. It's fine. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so, so, well, the, the autumn maple was really good. So, Pete, um, the brewery. We're trying to get better at this because we've gotten some feedback that maybe we're a little too kind to beer sometimes. And I do adore green flesh. So... Oh yeah, their palate wrecker. Please, I will drink that every night I until think I pass their out. Which is, is usually one like of after the best one. domestic triples you're gonna find, and I would say other than Unibrew, but obviously not domestic. Well, I it's mean, from Canada. So let's be honest. You guys love beer. Truth. You know, if if I served you a really incredible chocolate chip cookie and an okay and chocolate chip cookie, and and you let me, and and you were really naughty. into chocolate chip cookies, like, like. I've. I freaking love chocolate chip cookies. If you let me put peanut butter on it and dip it in milk, I agree completely. Whatever you want to do. But the point is, call it something you love. Whatever. If you're you're super into chocolate chip cookies, you're going to like more chocolate chip cookies than somebody who's like, I sort of like sugar cookies. Chocolate chip isn't really my favorite. I love whoopie pies. Wow, that was terrifying. <laughs> I'm from Lancaster County in Amish country. Like, those things terrify me, and they look gross, and they I've only had a couple, but they usually look... Obviously, you haven't had a good whoopie pie. But yes, your point being... Oh, I just said that to Ian. (laughs) Oh, wow. And so we digress, listeners. I'm pretty sure that happened a little while ago. That happened after brunch. (laughs) What we really did is just get more honest. Go on. Here's the thing. We really kept it together right up until this green flash. (laughs) I just want everybody to know that. If it was an amazing, like, world-class beer, you would have had a different face to put on right now. But... (laughs) Oh, you, you're choking on like that. You burn the nostrils. It. It's Here, awful. Here's the question I hate to ask you because you're going to... I love IPA. You don't ever drink till you throw up. So what exactly do you yeah. taste when you taste... Well, I've thrown up before. Right, because you're a human. Not from drinking, but okay. like I get ill. It's that It's that bile. It's like that... Mm-hmm. That bitter... Yeah. Like acid reflux uh, almost. <laughs> so, it's like after you're done throwing up and you got that rancid flavor in your mouth. Delight. Wow! Again, uh, listeners, you're really gonna want to buy this, this so bottle. No this one exact... Again, I do kind of want to keep drinking it. <laughs> so... and, and the finish is actually quite nice. <laughs> I think that's like there's nothing that. offensive in my mouth right now, and that's mostly because I've swallowed the beer. Mango, pineapple, Ayo. moderately aggressive. I don't get any of the mango or pineapple. So what I'm asking you is know. this: for all the people listening who are now like throwing up in their mouths while they're driving. <laughs> What I, or they're racing to the store to buy this beer. <laughs> There's no such thing as bad press. Don't put the lime in the coconut and put it all together. Just don't. Don't do it. So we haven't said it's a bad beer. We've just said it's a very complex, interesting, and... Full flavored. Complex means bad, doesn't it? No, oh, not no. at all. I no. love complex beers. I'm sorry. When I hear people talk about like anything like wine or beer, and they're like, oh, it's very complex. To me, as like a normal person... I'm like, doesn't that mean like bad? Normal person's no. probably a bit of a stretch there. I'm, I'm going to say it means... Somebody's like, oh, it's so complex. I'm like, that usually means it tastes like shit, but you don't want to admit I it. think complex, for me, when I use it, I usually think it's, this is more flavor than I'm accustomed to. I need a moment to kind of break it down to, okay, to differentiate like, the flavors that I'm feeling. 
and then I'll kind of decide what I think. Okay, you're gonna feel things, but like, all right. So like, you're 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 a a taster person in general in the world. That's like you're that's what you do. If only. Okay, but like for for the normal for the normal people out there that are like, I like beer. I I want to taste good beer. Whatever. Like, and uh, the fact that you're like, oh, it's complex. I'm sorry for like the normal people. When you say it's complex, the normal beer drinker is going to be you like, probably I won't don't enjoy a that. complex beer as your first beer, but that doesn't mean that you won't enjoy a complex beer no. later on in your tasting. Okay, fine, but so, but I think you need to explain that more because complex sounds like kind of a uh, kind of a douchebag term. I'm gonna, I get what she's saying. I'm not gonna agree, but I get what she's saying. I think the core of what she's saying is very legit, and sometimes the adjectives that we use to describe... Any of those taster so things, like wine tasting, like, oh, I get leather and stuff. It's like, really? Because I'm pretty sure you've never eaten leather. Also, why would you want to exactly. also No, stuff? absolutely agree. That means... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Also, if you, please If you stop. are chewing leather right now, you should not do that yeah. ever again. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad for your teeth. Yeah. Um, you gotta suck on it for a while. When first. she says, oh, you're saying it's complex, that seems a little, like, lame and douchebaggy. I understand that. that. I'm not done with it. Uh, you want a little you more, want more of the green flesh? I have bullet. Also, do you want some Randall? Grandel? It's so funny how we're like, this is bad beer. Pour me <laughs> some, some more. more. I feel like I'm not done fully appreciating the flavor and taste of this beer here. Here's what I'm not okay with, and if anyone who meets me on the street and gives me that terrible question of what is your favorite beer, or oh, I hate them. can I buy a, you one of these? It's a great question, but it's one that has no answer. Unless I, it's Firestone Walker and a first three sixteen. Any of my blogs or all of my blogs, my biggest gripe with beer is beer that dies on your tongue. Like I don't care how good the Ew. water is on this the other end. Like a zombie movie, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, this beer is good. Oh, this beer has depth. You. Oh, <laughs> this beer tastes like spring water. And that is like my biggest gripe. And so the fact that we're still talking about this, good, bad, or indifferent, is a big thing. And when you say complex, to me, I'm saying there are enough things going on that I'm not focusing I'm on any one. You know, no. deficiency that like, the flavor I, profile I, I, has. I, I, so I'm very happy that there's no deficiency in the flavor profile. I'm a cook. I am a foodie. I love, like, flavors and, like, the different, you know, combining different elements to create, like, a full palette and all that kind of thing. But, like, when somebody talks about beer that way, just because beer, I think, is in general looked on as not as full flavor palette, um, I just, I, I would love for you guys to expound upon that as far as beer is concerned specifically sure but when you say okay you know a beer is complex and that's pretentious if you are drinking a beer that is complex what does that mean to you in terms of you know a flavor profile or what you're enjoying or tasting when you're saying that i mean because i i do have more of a uh a palate than than the average person, I guess. You're just more aware of what's yeah, going on. I, I, exactly. I'm more aware of, of flavors and ingredients and how things work together uh, as far as like cooking and the whole process and chemistry is concerned. Um, but as far as beer is concerned, in general, I think people are more like, oh, it's beer. Like, what? 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 How can beer have all like? How can beer be complex, if you will? Me, as someone who is uh, used to tasting different flavors and that kind of thing, like, I tried to appreciate that. But how would you try to explain a, quote, complex flavor to someone who is not uh, a foodie or How do you explain duck 
fat truffle fries to someone who's used to exactly. McDonald's french fries. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like when you say, oh, this beer is so complex. It's <laughs> what, like, is that okay, a terrible metaphor? I, no, it's I, awesome. I I'm just thinking like how I would do that. Picture the French fries you're used to. I can appreciate the fact that <laughs> now when, cover them with when you say this beer is so complex, like, <laughs> I'm like, you're right. There's so much going on here. But for the normal taste tester who's like, okay, this doesn't taste like Bud Light, but I don't really know what's going on here. How do you explain complex? So here's where I'm going to go with this. At the end of every episode, I like to weigh in. I think Pete's cocktail. We know. You know what's amazing? I don't weigh on a scale ever, but I will weigh in at the end end of every episode. So um, Pete's cocktail was indulgent and very, like, exciting and comforting. And I would have one of those once a week, maybe more if I lived closer to New York. You would have, like, three of those in a night and then you'd forget your name. That's how that cocktail works. I'm the beer miss. Mystery. I don't know. You're like, I'm the beer guy who wears the low cut thing. <laughs> right. Yes, I think Pete made a killer cocktail. But if we're looking at just beer for beer's sake, and we're looking at the Ichabod Crandall, the Autumn Maple, and this very interesting... I'm going with the Green Bullet. I'm going with the Green Bullet too, actually, which surprises me. And I've, I've retraced, retasted a few of these. Really? I'm going really? with Really? But... There's a lot of things going on here. No, I'm going with the autumn maple. <laughs> yeah. Like you, I, I'm a huge brewery supporter. I'm going with you can pour it in my cup I if you want. I'm going with the autumn maple. Brewery. No, no, I know. I just there's certain flavors that grow in your mouth, like a fungus. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, yeah, that's definitely what she's like. Saying. A cancer, bro. Like, like, like a cancer. Like a cancer. Like I'm dying inside, even um, though I sort of like PG-13, it. PG thirteen people call PG thirteen. That was PG thirteen. Cancer can grow anywhere at once. That's totally PG. Whatever. Yeah, PG. Cancer's PG. Kids get used to it. <laughs> really? Okay, people die yeah, of cancer. People die. Wow. Wow. Anyway, wow. I don't like syrup and sweet. Also, kids, why are you listening to a beer podcast? <laughs> for real. You're too young for this. Kids, Autumn Maple was amazing. I give it a strong B+. I thought it was a great beer. Um, but when it comes down to like things that I really want to taste, enjoy, and experience, even though there's some flavors in there, I don't The enjoyment understand. is kind of like a stretch, but I'm... It's still, I, God love Green Flash. That is a kick-ass beer. It's not even about Green Flash. Like, this beer is just outrageous. It's, it's going with the Green Bullet. I'm going yeah, with the Green Bullet. I'm it. going with the Green Bullet. I am. I guess we're split, maybe, half and half on this one. Wow, I mean, you guys. I'm going to say the silent, not silent the studio checks in the mail, right? is going to weigh in. Of green Flash is paying you guys off, right? Checks in the mail? I, I wish. get it. No. Oh, God, if only. But no. <laughs> I mean, look, we did not say anything nice about this beer, except that. It has us intrigued. Sit, we're we're, we're very. Tell us, I would go on a second date with the Green Bullet. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, yeah, like the first Touché. date was maybe a little rough, but like interesting enough to be like, this could be great crazy. Yeah. You know, this could be crazy crazy. She brought crazy. along some accoutrement oh. that got oh. him interested. Oh, He's going to find out what that means. Yeah, like it could be really cute and endearing, or it could be like terrifying axe murderer. So, Who knows? on the terrifying axe murderer thought uh i am on twitter at beer mistress i'm at dashing underscore rogue if you follow us we'll find you we will <laughs> find so you creepy. are you on twitter peter? i am not on twitter oh. however i am on facebook you can look up uh peter Roccaforte or you might want to spell i don't that. even know how to spell your name what are you talking I about i think you should look up 4519 4519 is a secret site you can't look up you can't, you can't get into that it also, may or may not be you're legal. at uh, facebook.com slash dashing rogue and at uh, dashing rogue.com and we love peter Roccaforte. well you will see <laughs> so posts you can find of me on us. their on their facebook page because i'll sure. be posting some Follow pictures back. from this 
Yeah, follow me back. So I'll, we'll be posting pictures from the event we just had. He's here the guy with great hair. And I like had a this. microphone, also great hair. Yeah. Yes, of course. Just Silver saying. Fox. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for giving us a little beer mixology education. I'm going to say kind of. you should come back and say another two months or so because we have so much more to learn on that topic. I think you guys should come back here to 4519. We sure could. We might. We've, we've talked about it briefly. You're welcome to. Also, I should find a train or something, because it's really hard to drive in New York. But, I mean, yeah. I like being here once I'm here. It's just the getting here that's yeah. just a nightmare. Yeah. Um, also, your food and your beer and your people are excellent. It's just a matter of getting here. So True. Absolutely. Yeah. True. And also, you did my hair for a promo event, so long distance five for all of that. <laughs> So if you wondered what all of that happening was, it was the beer mistress glamming the shit out. Like, it was great. You look awesome, by the way. Uh, Thank you. Well, there will be photos to follow. Yeah, we'll have, we have a dinner party to get to. (laughs) Of course. Rough day. Of course. (laughs) In the meantime. Uh, Drank all night, went to brunch, and oh wait, after the podcast, need to go to a dinner party. That's Dashing Road. Oh, drink, drink, drink. We're always dashing somewhere. Yeah, exactly. That is why we, I kid you not, that is why we are dashing, and it has nothing to do with this hat. Well, it might. (laughs) It's got a little to do with the hat. Peter. The hat's really nice. Thank you. Also, leave his ego alone. It can only get worse. It can only get better. This was episode 60. I think you made Woo-hoo! it. 60. Memorable. All right. Super special. Also, cool. maybe we're almost ready for puberty. Maybe. Oh, so, we'll, we'll be in touch. Uh, I, the, green, the green bullet. Wow. Okay. <laughs> He's like, never again. <laughs> this is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. Cocktail Pete. And, and the peanut gallery. The peanut gallery with a name. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you. Bye.